Welcome and thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I'm Marvin Telemontis, the pastor of River Rock Fellowship. Hope this inspires you and builds up your faith and helps you to see that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Using our talents for the Lord by putting our faith in action. I'm going to read a passage of scripture that's found in Matthew chapter 25. It's the parable of the talents. And so I'm going to try to define exactly what this means to you and I. For it will, the kingdom of God, for it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one. To each according to his ability. So you know that God has given each one of you gifts when you were born again. He has an assignment for you. He has a work for you to do. You don't know what your destiny is, but he does. He has the blueprint and he has the plan. As a believer in Jesus Christ and one that has fellowship with him every day and trusts him, I can challenge the world, you cannot kill me because he knows the number of my days. Now, if I get out of the will of God and I'm foolish and disobedient, my life can be shortened. But as long as I'm connected with him, he even knows the number of hairs on my head. He knows my days. You have nothing to be worried about. You're in the palm of his hand. And when you're in the palm of the Father's hand, no one can pluck you out. I just want you to be assured it's very certain. It's not by accident. So he gave one five, one two, and then one. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five more talents. So also he who had the two talents made two more talents. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled the accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered me five talents. Here, I have made five talents more. And his master said to him, and this is what every person here wants to hear. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter in to the joy of your master. Anybody here been hit by the joy of the Lord before? Really experienced it at a high level? My friend, there is nothing like it. There's nothing like it. When the peace of God floods your heart and then the joy. I remember one time I was attending a, 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 one of the larger Pentecostal churches here in Lodi. And the, the, the whole church was just in a, a, a sense of worship. I literally, I don't know how this happened, but I was standing there. And it's like the revelation of eternal life just came all over. I was 
almost like I was experiencing my eternal life. Because see, a lot of times we don't understand our position in Christ, the authority we have, and all the wonderful things we have, because this clay, it dulls things. You see, it has a mind of its own. It, it, the sinful nature, it still lives in this clay. Even Paul said, hey, there's a war going on. I want to serve the Lord, but oh, this clay, it just pulls me down. And I'll tell you, there's nothing better than to have that revelation and actually experience and, and have feelings. See, because I had more than just the knowledge. I, I started, oh my gosh, I have eternal life in Christ. Do you know what that's going to be well, like when you walk through the veil? My goodness, you can't imagine. Because when you walk through that veil, of course, you have to, you have to die unless the Lord returns. But as you step through, all of a sudden, the absence of guilt, the absence of sin. No matter who I'm talking to, it's pure communication. There's nothing vile or foul like in this wicked world that we live in right now. I can't even listen to some of the music they play. How about you? And so, the first one, he had five more talents and he was blessed. The one that had two talents, the master all said, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little, and I will set you over much, enter into the joy of the Lord. He also, who had received the one talent, came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But the master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I had not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at least by my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him. Give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has will be given more. And he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, we know that there's no weeping and gnashing of teeth in heaven. Amen? There is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun, even though you might not hear it preached too often. But here this man had received the gift of life. He was created in God's image. He enjoyed the experience of all five senses here on earth. Yet when God provided eternal life through his son, he never received the offer. And because he never received the author, he did nothing with what God had given him except bury it in the ground, which is earthly. He had only earthly thoughts and earthly deeds and earthly actions, and he didn't have a spiritual rebirth. I'm going to tell you right now, no man has a promise of tomorrow 
If you don't know Christ as your Savior today, today is the day of salvation. It's the most important decision you will ever make. Ever. And so here we are. Two servants heard about the Lord. And the master said to them, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little, and I'll set you over much. Enter into the joy of my master. But the one servant created in God's image that had been given one talent heard the Lord, his master, say, so take the talent from him and give it to him that has ten. And he goes down and explains to him what's going to happen. You see, the Lord has given us our life formed in his image even though man wants to say that this has evolved over time. But there's no connection. They can't prove it. And any scientist with any uh, type of research or discovery knows that it's true. Everything that we have, we've been given by God. So he wants us to put our faith in his son who offers eternal life with him forever and ever. And our faith will please him. And so he wants us to use those talents. And you have to use them by faith, no matter what the gift is. And, you know, when you follow what God would have you to do and you're in his will and the gift of God is in, inside of you is being used, you'll know that there's something wonderful happening in your life because you're in his will because you're pleasing him by faith. Hebrews 11.6 says, And without faith it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So with our life formed in his image, we have been given so much. We have the wonderful privilege to have a soul, a body, to experience all the five senses in this life. And King David knew that well. In Psalm 139, he said, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. I just want you to know, when you read the Bible, God wrote the story. And he wrote the story about your life. All you have to do is yield yourself to him. Make yourself available. And he will place you in his perfect will. There's a permissive will. I mean, people write books about it. But when you're in his perfect will, You'll have contentment as never before. That's how we should use the talents God has given us. He's also given each man a spirit with enough faith to believe that Jesus is the Son of God too. So you can't feel sorry for people 
that choose not to believe. And this may seem harsh, but Jesus made the truth clear. If they reject and won't receive it, shake the dust off your sandals. That sounds harsh, but you cannot force a person that has a free will to receive the free gift. And when we place our faith in Christ as Savior, He's given us gifts and talents that He tells us to use to produce righteous fruit, bringing glory to God, our Creator. That's my number one purpose. Because it's not going to be that long. And even you younger ones, you're going to find out as you get older, time goes quicker. We're going to be standing before the Lord. I've officiated at three, uh, three uh, burials in the last two months, and nobody's having funerals. They're all right there at the graveside. There's so much fear in the world over everything. And I want you to know that when your heart is connected with the Master, when the head of the church is the one you worship and commune with, that fear is gone. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. James 1.17 In Ephesians 4.8 it says, Therefore it says, When he ascended on high, he led a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. I've been praying more than ever before. Whatever the gift that I have been given, if it's one, two, three, who knows how many gifts you have as a Christian, Lord, would you just release those gifts so that I can be obedient to you. May I be in your perfect will, walking daily with you. Not just on Sunday, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday too. And faithful. Amen. These gifts are to build up the church to maturity and unity in love. You'll notice that even when it talks about uh, study to show thyself, reprove, to reprove, to rebuke, and to correct, in every single instance, it says do it in love, do it gently. Now for men, you know, you think, oh, to do it gently, how can I do that? Well, you're going to have to learn. <laughs> you know, maybe your wife can help you. <laughs> but I know that's what God wants us to do. Paul explains that our life as a believer is to be one that lives by faith in the Son of God. I mean, I don't know another person in the Bible that could write in a manner as Paul, and there's so much involved in every single chapter, every verse. This man was completely inspired by God. His zeal to persecute the church, when he was saved, that zeal was just as great to teach the church to keep the, the gospel pure. He always was correcting. He wanted it to be exact. He was a perfectionist. And this is what he said about his faith. 
Galatians 2, 19 and 20. For through the law I died to the law, so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Yes, I'm so grateful the fact that I'm putting my faith in someone that loves me so much. We sang about it this morning. For those that live by faith in the Son of God, He has such a wonderful plan, a plan for a future for each of us. And, I mean, I imagine that this passage of Scripture in Jeremiah chapter 29 is probably a favorite of many of yours. And it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. How many of you want the author of the book to hear you? Amen. <laughs> I'm with you all the way. The Lord watches over our lives. In Luke 12, 7, it says, He watches so close that he numbers the hairs of our head. Even if, even if you only have a few, he knows how many. <laughs> Let's all stand. And uh, since I don't know everybody here, I always want to give an opportunity for anybody that has even a doubt that they're not born again to come and receive Christ as their Savior. And so I'm going to pray, and if the praise team, if you uh, come now, they're going to play softly, and if anybody would like to come down and have prayer for a special need or to receive Christ as your Savior, we open this altar today for you. Let the Holy Spirit touch your heart. If he's tugging at your heart today, answer the call. It will be the most important decision you've ever made in your life. Heavenly Father, right now I pray that if there is one within the sound of my voice that has never made that decision, I pray today will be that day that there will be a celebration in their life because of what they've done. When they take that first step, let them feel you helping them with the second and the third. Just as when the children of Israel were going to cross the Jordan River it didn't split until they took the first step. And that's what's required of each person. They have to take that first step by faith to receive Christ as their Savior. And He will pardon them from every sin. There will be no spot, no blemish. There will not be one stain upon their life once they give it to the Lord. We ask that in the name of Jesus right now. Amen. Well, we hope this message helps you to take your next step closer to Jesus. Here's a great question to ask yourself right now. How will I be different because of what I just heard today? Well, for more info about us, go to rrf.church or find us on Facebook. I'm Pastor Marvin thanking you for taking the time to join us.